Romans chapter 14. I'm starting a new series here uh, today. I'll be here for a couple of weeks, maybe longer. Uh, Romans chapter 14, and I want to begin reading from verse 1. Now, accept the one who is weak in faith, but not for the purpose of passing judgment on his opinions. One person has faith that he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats vegetables only. The one who eats is not to regard with contempt the one who does not eat. And the one who does not eat is not to judge the one who eats. For God has what? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you to judge the servant of another? To him, to his own master, he stands or falls and he will stand for the Lord is able to make him stand. One person regards one day above another, another regards every day alike. Every person must what? Be fully convinced in his what? Oh my. He who observes the day observes it for the Lord and he who eats does so for the Lord and he who gives thanks to God and he who eats not for the Lord, he does not eat and gives thanks to God. For not one of us lives for what? Himself. And not one dies for himself. Verse 8. For if we live, we live for who? Or if we die, we die. Therefore, whether we live or die, watch it. We are we are the Lord's. I want to talk about this morning. Don't judge me. I'm going to say it one more time. Don't judge me. Strong Christians judging weak Christians. That's what I want to talk about this morning. Don't judge me. Amen. Turn to your neighbor. If you have a neighbor, say neighbor. Don't judge me. Amen. Amen. Don't judge me. Stronger Christians judging weaker Christians. One of the most dominant views about Christians today is that they are judgmental. According to a study done, um, people ages 16 to 29 in the United States, nearly 90% of respondents articulated the opinion of Christians and the practice of their faith that most Christians are very judgmental. Most of the times, 
We only think about a person's past when we meet them. Especially if you know about their past. It seems to me that we can't get past their past. Seems to me that all we focus on is their past. But I thank God that he has a big eraser. I thank God that he has the ability to forget, to throw my sins into the sea of forgiveness and never to bring them up anymore. Now, there's not a perfect, there's never been a perfect person that walked planet Earth. Amen. Oftentimes, we pass judgment on people for no reason. We may not know them. We may have never talked to them. Matter of fact, we judge on sight. Come on, somebody. And if we're honest, none of us like to be judged. Amen. We quote Matthew 7. Out of context, though. Judge not that you may not be judged. Most of us like to believe that our business is just that, our business. We like to say, it's my life, I'll do what I want to do. We may boldly shout out, only God can judge me. However, that's Tupac theology. I wish I had somebody. All eyes on me. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. The teachings of the Bible, though, is widely misunderstood in this area of judging. A common reduction in that passage, don't judge me, we fail to understand that Jesus is really telling his disciples with the same measure you judge, you will be judged back. So it doesn't tell us don't judge. It's telling us how we judge, expect what? The same in return. If we're going to correct someone, then we must expect to be held to the same standards. Am I right? If we judge with aggression, then we can expect to be judged with aggression. Am I right about it? If we evaluate someone, or if you're evaluated, you are inviting someone into your life to judge your actions is judging. We call it evaluation time, but they're judging your actions, your performance, your work, your ethics, and even your beliefs. But if I'm not invited, someone will say, why are you judging me? Amen. Our goal as believers in confronting a Christian, listen to me now, a Christian, who's caught in sin is to gain them back to Christ. Are you hearing me? The goal in judging someone, amen, it's, it's like this, it's like this. If I see you falling short, should I not say anything? That's your business. Stay out of it. If I see you about to walk off a cliff and I know you're heading for imminent danger, do you want someone to warn you? 
Why do you think we have warning signs? Why do you think we have radars and satellites and things like that? Why do you think we have, amen, things that can tell us of imminent danger? It's because as humans, sometimes we misjudge. Oh, I wish I had somebody. The appearance of things. But God has given us as believers the ability, the ability to see and understand certain things in life and about life. But there are times when we as Christians, we go overboard. Amen. Gandhi said, I would be a Christian if it wasn't for Christians. I wish I had somebody. Sometimes we can be so hard on people because they're not where you are. Y'all follow me on this? Amen. Now listen, now that's not an excuse to stay where you are now. If five years go by and you're still the same, then yeah, it's time for me to tell you something. But why would you sit silently and watch somebody destroy their life and not say something, hey, you're heading for danger because they don't want to be what? Judged. Well, in our passage today, what we find right before this in chapter 13, Paul is writing to the church in Romans, in Romans and what he's doing is he's trying to get these Jewish and Gentiles believers to agree on some things, right? They had a problem with everything. If you read the whole book of Romans, you'll find that Paul is dealing with some stuff. Chapter 7, he talks about his own struggles. See, what I love about Paul, Paul talks about his struggles in this way. Paul says, man, when I want to do right, Evil is present. He said, there's some things I'm doing right now in my life. I'm struggling with it. Anybody here struggling with anything? With something? Watch this. Paul says, I got the same problem. And then you go to Romans 8. He says, so here's the thing. Face your struggles. Don't deny your struggles. Watch this. Don't lie about your struggles. But remember this. Amen. God's grace is sufficient. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So here's my question, right? If God won't condemn me, why do people condemn me? Tell your neighbor, don't judge me. Amen. Here's the thing. Here's the thing now. Here's the thing now. If God says that I know you're going through something, Amen. And I'm putting up with you. I created you. Why do believers quit so easily on each other? Come on now. Now remember, remember now. Remember, Paul is writing to them and he's trying to establish something. We fast forward the story. We get to chapter 13 and guess what he's dealing with? Because here's what's happening in the church. Nobody wanted to listen to the government. The government this, the government that, the government this, the government that. Chapter 13. Government this, the man is trying to kill me. The man's got a satellite in the sky. Paul said, listen, let me tell you something, y'all. Those people who are in authority over your life, God put them there. See, the problem with some of us, we don't like authority. It threatens us. Because pride, children don't like parents telling them what to do. We don't like the police telling us what to do. 
We don't want the, the boss man to. We act like we own the job. We want to show up when we show up and be like, I was on time. So in chapter 13, right, he lays it out. He said, yo, check yourself. Amen. Check yourself. Amen. But look, look, at, look, at, look at verse. Uh, let, let's go. Let's go, to, let's go to chapter 13, and, and let's look at verse 11. And, and look what he, let me go to verse 8. Here's what he says. He says, do this. Do this for me. He says, I want you to vote. I want you to pay your taxes. Everything in verse 13, right? Chapter 13. But verse 8, he says what? Owe nothing to what? To anyone. Except what? See, if I owe you anything, the only thing I should owe you is love. I'm talking about Christians. I'm talking about how stronger Christians sometimes judge weaker Christians and cause them to fall away from the Lord. Okay? He says, oh, nothing to, nothing to no one but what? Love. The only thing I owe you is love. Look what he says. For he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. Right? For this you shall not, what? Commit adultery. You should not what? You should not steal. You should not covet. And if there's any other commandments, it is summed up in this saying. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So I'm trying. He says love does. You know, people say they love, but they don't know about They don't anything about love. Biblical love, that is. Look what he said. He said, love does, not do no, does no wrong to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. So if love is the fulfillment of the law, you know what he's saying? He's saying with all that stuff he told you about, don't commit adultery, don't steal, all that kind of stuff. He says, first of all, the way you bring somebody back from all that is you got to love them back. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody. Listen, quit condemning people because of their lifestyle. Ah, oh, shucks. You love the person you hate to sin, but you love them back to the Lord. That's why a lot of people don't come back to church because they're like, man, every time I go, I feel judged. They look at me sideways and all this other stuff. Here's the thing. He says love is the fulfillment of the law. Verse 11, he says, do this, knowing that the time is already what? It is already the hour for you to awake from what? Sleep. For now salvation is nearer to us than when we believe. The night is almost gone and the day is near. Watch this. Therefore, let us lay aside. Watch what he says. Lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. You thought it was the armor of God. Now you see the armor of light. He said live in the light. Listen, how long can we live in darkness? How long can we be comfortable in darkness? He says, listen, the day is changing. Daybreak is coming. He says, let us behave what? As in the day. See, freaks come out at night. And he said, when daytime come, look what he says. He says, not in what? What do you say? You know what carousing is? It's a village festival, a party. Watch what he says. He says, listen, can, can, I, can I say this? He, Paul, is, Paul is saying, listen, man, we done partied all our lives. 
day is coming. And there comes a time when a man got to grow up, when a woman got to grow up and say, all this stuff right here, I got to put that stuff aside. I got to start living in the light. Watch this now. now. Now watch this now. That's why you're being judged. Watch what he says next. He says not in what? Drunkenness. In sexual what? Uh-huh. And in sensuality, not in strife and jealousy. But he says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And make no provision for the what? Flesh in regards to his lust. Let me tell you this. You're gonna, you and I are going to struggle with this flesh. But don't judge me. I may fall sometimes. Come on, somebody. But I'm going to get back up. My flesh is always going to be my enemy. Come on, somebody. Paul said there's a struggle going on on the inside of me. But here's what happens in verse 14. Look what he says next. He says, now here's what I want you to do. Believers, he's talking to believers. He says, now accept the one who is weak in faith, but not for the purpose of what? Passing judgment and on his opinion. So the first thing I want to give you, write this down. You ready? Here's the first point you need to write down today. Don't try to change anyone's opinions until they're mature. Don't try to change people's opinions until they mature. See, what was happening is they were passing judgment immediately on these believers in the church. Why? Because they had been in a long time. So here's what I found out. A person's opinions are their values. A person's opinions, is, it, it, it's their belief system, you know. And so as a stronger believer, you ought to look at the weaker believer and say, you know what? It's okay. You, you'll get it after a while. And so let's not try to change anyone's opinions until they have come to a point of maturity. Somebody here today, I want to tell you something. You, you're in a struggle with someone in your life. You're trying to get them to see it from. And what you're really doing is passing judgment. Boy, don't get quiet on me today. Don't get, listen, I'm, I am sweat early. I'm sweating again. Watch this. Here's what I'm trying to tell you, okay? Here's what, I need, just need some participation. Amen, just amen. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Don't, I know it's hitting. I know, pow, 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 pow. You're like, dang, why are you talking about that? Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Watch this. You ain't no better than the person you judge. Okay? And just because you, you know more scriptures, you can pray longer, you got the feel of the Holy Ghost and all that kind of stuff. Can I tell you something? Just quit trying to change people's opinions until they get there. Look at verse 2. He says, one person, watch this now, has faith that he may eat all things. Now, you, you know this is a black church because they arguing over food. I could eat chicken wings and you can't eat no pork. They arguing over vegetables, y'all. One person can eat this. One person can eat that. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they're arguing over stuff. We judge. This is a subject we need to talk about in church because guess what? I, I'm not saying, listen, I'm, what I'm trying to say is you got to wait till the change comes before you go so heavy in on people. 
Okay? And here's the thing. Their change will come on their time. Not on your timetable. When you want, I need a husband, so I need him to be this, and I need to be, no, boo, you got to wait till that man changes, and you'll find out when God change him. But here's the thing, if you keep pressing on him, he'll change. He'll change for you for that moment, and then after that, he's going to go right back to being the devil that he was. Or vice versa, the woman. So here's the next point. Don't try to change anyone's practices until they mature. If he's still smoking weed, let him smoke. If he's still watching porn, let him watch porn. Until he changes. Until he matures. Until he sits under the world a little bit longer. Until she sits under the world a little longer. And then all of a sudden, you start seeing a change. I'm trying to help somebody. But the longer you judge him, the more he's going to do it. The more she's going to do it. Why? Because you keep passing judgment. So now there's a resentment factor that's being created between you and the person you judge. Tell you never wait for their change. But you got to wait till they mature spiritually. I know we got children in the room. I know. I'm just trying to make it plain. Because guess what? They hear worse stuff in school. So don't come here and talk. And what they watching on TikTok? TikTok is soft porn. That's what it is. Every time you look, you see somebody in a bikini flipping and doing something. I was like, man, I got to get off this thing here right quick. Shoot, I ain't on TikTok. Tech, tech, that. Take it back. <laughs> I ain't fooling with that. For real. That's stuff. That's stuff. Anyway. <laughs> and, and, and look what he said then. Look what he said then. Oh, oh, and that's what we do. Watch this. That's, that's what we do. You know, you, know, we, you, know, you know what we're doing while we're scrolling? That's why I don't go on Facebook. That's why I come off of social media. Look at her. She thinks she's all that. Shoot, David. Come on, y'all. Go ahead and raise your hand if you do that. You were like, shoot, she ain't all that. She thinks she's all that. Shoot, man. You, you don't want to raise your hand? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. You're passing judgment. Tell your neighbor, bust it. <laughs> you see, one area of differences here was the food thing. And, and what, Paul, what Paul was trying to tell them is this, that their practices is their practices. One person has faith that he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats vegetables only. But the person who's weak eating vegetables only, he's super spiritual. But he's weak, right? So he thinks that he's doing it so right. Come on, y'all. Because the one that's eating meat already been through the vegetable eating thing and the non-eat meat thing. And, and so as a result of that, they're not where they are. So, so this is what happens when we judge people. We forget that we were where. Oh, come on. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Watch this. Watch this. Watch verse 3. He said, the one who eats is not to regard with contempt the one who does not eat. 
Look what he says. He says, and, and the one who what? And the one who is not what? Judge the one who. So God has what? When you start feeling like an outcast, when you start feeling misunderstood and all this other stuff, you questioned me. And that's all that really matters. See, stop living for the opinions of people and start living to glorify God. You may not like how I do it. I'm going to do it my way. But guess what? I hope I'm doing it God's way. Do I have anybody? Look at, look at verse 4. Look, look at verse 4. Look what he says. Who are you to judge the servant of another? Why did he say, who are you to judge the servant of another? He's saying, watch this. He's saying, because I belong to God, I'm God's servant. Who are you to judge God's servant of another? So watch this, watch this, watch this. He says, look, he says, to his own, to, to his own master, he stands or falls. And he who stands for the Lord, and he who will stand for the Lord is able to what? Make him stand. Listen, you may be saying, you know, people say this stuff about people, man. You ain't going to be nothing. You keep doing what you're doing, much will happen to you. Man, that's a bad way to think. That's a bad way. And, and listen, and even in your anger, you shouldn't even open your mouth to say nothing like that to somebody. Because you know what? That person will stand one day again. That person will rise again. They wish you bad, but you're going to rise again. You're going to stand again. You know why? Because you belong to the Lord. What they meant for evil, God meant it for your good. And they keep talking about you because they're envious about the fact that you made a decision to stand with God, to walk with God. And let me tell you something, walking with God, sometimes it's not popular. Walking with God sometimes will cause you to lose friends, lose family members. But I stopped by to tell you something. If you hold on, God will rise you up again. Do I have anybody? Listen, listen. The world loves to hate on those who, who dare to think differently and not go along with their agenda. You are unique. You are different. Different. You don't have to go along just because you don't believe what they believe. Man, move around. Watch this. Watch this. Here's the next point. All right. Don't try to change anyone's practice until they mature. But here's the third thing. Don't try to change anyone's views until they mature. You see? That's why he was saying in verse 5, one person regards another person day above each other. Verse 6, he who observes the day observes it. Observes it for the Lord. Right? I'm going to get to that next. But watch this. He's saying, what he's saying is that my views are my views. But until you get a biblical view and you both can agree, here's why couples don't make it. They don't agree because they have different views. So if I was raised to do it like this and you were raised to do it like that and then we try to come together. Matter of fact, we didn't even talk about that before we got married, period. Okay, so we just we were just in love. We were in love. And then you come home and he put his shoe by the door and you're like, dang God, is he ever gonna pick up his shoe? He don't make the bed, he don't wash the clothes, he don't do nothing. That's how he used to. Till he got you.
Now you're sitting up in the bed mad. Can I help somebody with something? Find out what a person's views are before you go yoking up talking about you in love. Good Lord. I mean, spend some time. Like, what you in a rush for? The flesh is weak. Man, come on, man. Come on, man. Ain't all that burning in the world. I'm just saying, like, you, and then, watch this, and then you make a decision that you regret for a long time. Change comes when both of you have a biblical view of life. We were in here in our locker room this week with the men. And we're trying to crack that code, man. I know why there's so many single women in church. Because ain't no man coming to church. A man think that his way of being a man Go ahead, ladies, tell me. Thank you. Thank you. Paying the bills. Man, there's women out here that can outdo us ten times a day. Make more money than we can ever spit at. And a man out there talking about, I'm get out here getting it. I'm out here getting mine. I'm out here getting this paper. You can get that paper all you want, but if you ain't got no character... If your views are jacked up, if you don't know how to treat a woman, come on, somebody. If, if you're not spiritually compatible, listen, before you talk about compatibility, let's talk, I'll be taking notes. Before you talk about com compatibility, talk about this. Let's get spiritually compatible. And if we're spiritually compatible and we got the same views, if, you are, if you're not as strong as I am in my faith, let's pray together. Let's learn to pray together. Let's, let's, let's go to church together. Let's go to Bible study. Let's discuss what we've learned after. It's the kind of man you need. I was going to say something. It left my mind. Thank you, Lord. I got seven minutes and 38 seconds. Watch this. And I got one more point. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. The, 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 world, the world forms its opinion on you because you decide to separate yourself from it. But you got to be careful of people who try to change your views, especially when you go to college. Okay? When you set foot on that campus, let me talk to my college kids because I know y'all going to camp. Okay? They're going to change it. When you go into that philosophy class, when you go into all those different classes, they're going to try to get you to not believe in God anymore. But there is a God. Okay? And this ain't no Big Bang Theory stuff. Okay? Because I, 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 matter and force came together, pow! And they said it created this universe. You are so unique. Do you know how unique you are? How God created you? Come on, sir. Can, 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 can a bang make someone as perfect as you? See, you don't see yourself as perfect. Perfectly made. Wonderfully made is what the Bible says. Because you're looking at the outward exp experience. You're looking at the outward appearance. But here's the thing. That's just calories. That's all that is. See, I'm being kind today. I didn't say the word. It's just calories. And sin. Right? We were born in sin, so yeah, we're going to... Listen, you don't look like you used to look before. Stuff don't work like it used to work anymore either. See what I'm saying? You got dim eyes. 
gray hair, you ain't got no hair. I'm just saying. Point is, point is that we spend so much time judging people what they look like on the outside that we're less interested on what's going on on the inside. And as a result of that, we keep passing judgment. Oh, he fly. He fly why? Because he got some new shoes on? He's driving a Bentley? What? Oh, that gives you the impression that he got money. But you don't know he's leasing it. Come on, man. He lived with his mama. Don't we judge people like that? Tell the truth, y'all. We, we, somebody pull up here in the Bentley. We thinking, oh, man, tithes and offering going to be good today. Sure. <laughs> Boy, it's going to be a good day in church today. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Come on in here. Yeah, where, where you want to sit? Where you want to sit? James talks about that. James said, don't let that person come in, in the church house and you show them more, you know, special treatment. Now, take the one that don't look like nothing and bring them to the front. We don't show favoritism in the church, but we judge people. Now, oh, yeah, but here's my disclaimer for this message. Do not leave here today and on your way home or all this week. What did the pastor say? Pastor say, don't judge me. No, don't, don't, you, don't, you, don't you even open your mouth to say my name in that context. Pastor say, don't judge now. Don't. That doesn't give you a license to lie or a license to sin. All right, where am I? Don't, don't try to change anyone's views. And here's my last point, verse 6. I got four minutes and six seconds. Watch this. He says, he who observes the what? The day observes it for who? See, what you got to understand is that what we don't realize, until you get to know somebody, you don't understand what they're doing because you don't know their views. But he says, whoever observes day, the day observes it for the Lord. He who eats does so for who? See, here's the thing. What you don't realize, everybody here wants to know your purpose, right? How many want to know your purpose in life? Do you know what your purpose is in life? No. Our purpose in life. Is to give God glory. Whatever your hands is doing. If you work as a machinist. Do it. To the best of your ability. Because it brings glory to God. If, if you are an engineer. You do it as unto the Lord. If you're, if you're a doctor. You do it. Because look what he says. He says. For he gives thanks to God. And he who, he who eats not for the Lord. He does not eat and gives thanks to the Lord for not one of us. There it is right there. That's your purpose in life. Stop living for you. Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. I, 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 Every time you hear a person in their conversation, it's all about me and I problem. They're living for self. But when you meet someone who knows that for no one, not one of us lives for who? Himself and not one who? 
dies for himself. For if we live, we live for who? Or if we die, we die for who? Therefore, whether we live or die. There it is right there. We are. Listen. The Lord's. So let me help you with something. Stop judging yourself so hard. You belong to the Lord. My last point is this. Don't forget, we all belong to the Lord, so let God be the judge. Don't forget, we all belong to the Lord, so let God be the judge. May I say this to you today? I thank God that I found my purpose. And that's that one purpose. To live for. Chuck Swindoll, a nationally known preacher, was speaking at a camp in California. A gentleman came and said, oh, Dr. Swindoll, I was waiting for, for this week for a long time. I'm going to eat up everything you have to say during this camp. Swindoll thanked him. Sunday night came. The man was sitting in the front row. And the man started nodding. Swindoll figured he'd had a long drive and was probably tired. Tuesday night came. The man started nodding. Wednesday night, the man nodded off again. Swindoll was up here preaching. He got a little upset. Uh, here's the man. Here the man came Friday night and then finally Saturday sleeping on the front row. As a preacher who had prepared well for his opportunity, it didn't feel good watching someone sleep while he preached. He was getting frustrated with this guy. Again, Friday, uh, Thursday come, Friday morning, a lady who was sitting next to him came to Swindoll and said, I want to thank you for the ministry this week. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry about my husband who was sleeping on you. He has two weeks to live. He has terminal cancer, and the doctors has just given him a couple of weeks to live. What he talked about what he, when we talked about what he wanted to do before he died, he said, I wanted to go hear Chuck Swindoll. But you see, Dr. Swindoll, the doctors gave him a medicine to keep, him, keep the pain away, and the medicine makes him sleep. I want to apologize that he had been sleeping, but I want you to know that you made the best week of the last part of his life great. Swindoll later said he could have crawled up under a rock and died. Because he made a judgment based on not getting all the information. What I'm saying, y'all, we got to stop looking at people. Okay? And we got to stop judging them by a standard that we can't be judged by. Because if that judgment was reversed, you couldn't handle it.
And so today, as I close today, I say this to anyone here today. Maybe you're struggling, you know, living this life. You know, maybe you feel like you've been judged, put down, misunderstood. And then you're self-inflicting yourself by separating yourself because you somehow feel that's the only way for you to cope in life. I just said a mouthful right there. And so today, if you want prayer, I want to pray for you this morning. I want to pray that God will give you the strength to overcome whatever weaknesses you have, whatever struggles you have. If you really want deliverance, Remember, you, uh, you can't live between two worlds. You can't straddle the fence on one side and straddle the fence on the other side. And warning both worlds, you got to decide. Listen, i never forget when God delivered me. He delivered me from alcohol. He delivered me from drugs. He delivered me from a whole lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I never thought I could live without a marijuana stick or whatever, cigarette, all that kind of stuff. I never thought, I thought, man, please, I don't see my life like that. But I thank God that God saw beyond my faults. And he saw my need. And my need was to come to him. But I, I, I needed to be in a church where I could be the person that God called me to be without, being, without feeling.